you're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present another installment of True Heroes, stories of the lives of the saints delivered by Father Thomas Tam. Father has also put together a video of each of these episodes. You can see the video at sspxpodcast.com. Now, here's Father Tam. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with diverse tongues, according as the Holy Ghost gave them to speak. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Relics of Christendom. Today, we are going to look at the Cenacle, the upper room, where many important instances took place, especially at the end of our Lord's life and after his resurrection. Let us begin our story. The upper room, also known as the Cenacle, is located in the southern part of the old city of Jerusalem on Mount Zion and is perhaps best known as the traditional site of the Last Supper since the 4th century AD. A quick quiz question. Who was the first one to start saying AD at the end of dates? That would be Saint Bede the Venerable. We were just talking about him a few days ago. The current structure of the room dates approximately from the 14th century, which accounts for the existing Gothic era columns. So just as it was with most churches in the Holy Land, when they were taken over by the Muslims or others, they would be destroyed and then they would be rebuilt and then they would be destroyed again and then they would be rebuilt. So this one was the final rebuilding of this site was in the 14th century and that's why it still has that 14th century style to it. There are very many traditions connected with this site. According to tradition, this is where the apostles stayed when they were in Jerusalem. So one of the laws of Judaism was that every year all the Jews had to come to Jerusalem for the great feast. And of course, our Lord would have observed this law himself, him and his disciples. So every year they would come here and to Jerusalem, that is, and in the Cenacle or in the upper room and a couple other places, they visited St. Mary Magdalene and Lazarus often. But this is also a place where they would stay when they came to visit the Holy City. It is also the place where the Last Supper took place which means a variety of things happened in this place. You have, of course, the Last Supper, which means you have the first Mass. This also would have been the place where our Lord ordained the 12 apostles, including Judas, presumably. It is also, of course, the place where our Lord washed the feet of the disciples. And so also would have been the place where St. Peter insisted on the fact that he would die with Christ. It is the place where the disciples gathered in fear after the death of Jesus. So when our Lord died, the apostles were worried. Remember, they fled. They abandoned our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. And after his crucifixion and death and burial, they all hid for fear of being killed themselves by the Jews and the Romans. So this is the place where they would have lie hid, wondering what they are meant to do. Of course, they did go out periodically. We know that St. Peter and St. John ran to the tomb when St. Mary Magdalene came and said that the tomb was empty. 
We know that two of the disciples went on the road to Emmaus and eventually returned after they met our Lord on that road. And of course, this is ultimately where our Lord would have appeared to them after his resurrection. He appears in the midst of them saying, peace be to you. It is, of course, here also where he showed his wounds to see and touch and the room where the faith of Thomas emerged. So we have the denial of Peter or the, the, the prophecy of the denial of Peter taking place in this room. And also in this room is the proclamation of faith by St. Thomas, my Lord and my God. It is where the risen Lord, of course, also breathed on them telling them to receive the Holy Spirit on the evening of that first day of the week. Finally, and this brings us to our, our feast today, this is also believed to be the room where the tongues of fire appeared to them at Pentecost, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This event marks the birthday of the church in the presence of our Blessed Mother. And of course, it is from there that the apostles went forth with boldness, speaking in tongues, speaking in a variety of languages. So remember, I mentioned earlier that the Jews were required to come to Jerusalem for certain feasts during the year, and Pentecost was one of those feasts. And this is why the whole speaking of tongues was so important, because there would have been Jews from all over the world in Jerusalem at this time. And they all would have been speaking different languages. If they were from Greece, they were speaking Greek. If they were from Rome, they were speaking Latin. If they were from Egypt, they would have been speaking Egyptian. When they, if they were from Asia, they would have been speaking different languages of Asia, etc., so the miracle, well, obviously one of the miracles of Pentecost would have been the fact that the apostles were speaking to them of Christ and of God, but everyone was hearing their own language when they were speaking. So this would have taken place immediately outside of the cenacle because everyone came and gathered around the cenacle. It's said that the, there was a great wind, a great noise when the Holy Ghost came to the apostles and so great was this wind and this noise that people in the general area came and congregated at the area because they all could hear it. So been immediately outside of this room is where the first sermon by St. Peter was given. So we do not know much more than that regarding the Senegal. As I mentioned, people were starting to show devotion at this specific site by the 4th century. And between the 4th and the 14th century, it was destroyed and then rebuilt and then destroyed and rebuilt until finally the 14th century, where the 14th century structure uh, still rests today. From the cynical then, let us learn to have a love and respect for the things of God and his holy places and also his sacraments. We've been talking about the place where our Lord established the sacraments of the Holy Eucharist as well as holy orders. It is also the place where you can almost say the first confirmation was performed, right? At confirmation, you receive the Holy Ghost with all his gifts, and this is what happened to the apostles at this moment. So let us love those sacraments. Let us receive them as often as possible for his honor and glory and the salvation of souls. 
So this whole week is the octave of Pentecost, but we do not have, but we do have saints assigned to these days, even though they will not be commemorated in the liturgy. So regardless, we are going to continue with the saints, even though they aren't commemorated specifically because of the season of Pentecost. So tomorrow would be the feast of St. Angela Merici, who founded the Order of the Ursulines, which is a branch of the Franciscans, in the 16th century. Until then, God bless you all, my friends. Come, Holy Ghost, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle in them the fire of thy love.